Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy. Monday, a very busy and consequential Monday in Washington, D.C. The former Hunter Biden business partner, Devin Archer, did in fact testify for several hours on Capitol Hill this morning. He did confirm that on multiple occasions, Joe Biden got on the speakerphone and spoke with Hunter Biden's business associates, including once with the Burisma executives back in December 2015. That is a very big moment and one that is going to resonate for days. Devin Archer was cooperative. I think Republicans felt like they got an awful lot out of the meeting. Democrats were trying to say, well, just because Joe Biden got on the phone call doesn't mean he was involved in his son's business dealings. But, oh, it's such a change in story. Democrats are going to have a very hard time trying to spin this over the next few days. We're going to get more on this over the next 24 hours. Tomorrow, I expect to have James Comer on the show, so you'll be able to hear James Comer's own take on what happened at this very important hearing. These are all really consequential and very important moments in the investigation of the Biden family foreign business dealings. But of course, today, I think a really significant moment. Devin Archer did, in fact, testify. He did confirm Joe Biden called in on the phones. The Joe Biden story from 2019 and 2020 continues to whittle away. The truth is very different than the storyline President Biden gave the American public in an effort to get elected as president. I don't think people are going to have much sympathy for that as the day goes on. We're going to have a lot more important news over the next 24 hours. Keep an eye on just the news. I think we'll get readouts pretty quickly. But today, I want to focus on a story we're going to break tomorrow. You're going to get it early here on John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, because, well, because you're uh, great members of this family. We've been talking a lot about the FBI's warrantless spying abuses. This is the Section 702 of the FISA law, being able to go through Americans' phone records without a warrant. As you know, recently, 276,000 episodes of inappropriate peeking on Americans' phone records. Well, lost in that furor, is a little-noticed revelation from the FISA court that Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, has created a new warrantless spying program by the National Security Agency, the NSA, to help deal with the border crisis that Joe Biden's policies created. We've got millions of migrants streaming across the border, coming into ports, seeking asylum, and running between the ports. 
And Joe Biden's national security team became very concerned that those people needed to be vetted so that we didn't have terrorists and other bad actors in there. And so they asked the NSA to create a new screening program, going through the phoning records in real time instantly and try to find any of these illegal aliens who might pose a real national security expert. Now, on the face of it, I guess if you're going to open up the borders the way Joe Biden did, at least you should do is do some screening. But the FISA court said... It has concerns that the privacy interests protected by the Fourth Amendment are substantially implicated in this program. That's a direct quote. The privacy interests, the privacy interests protected by the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution are substantially implicated. In other words, the FISA court was very concerned about this. And the NSA are doing what are known as suspicionless queries, meaning they're querying the raw phone data of foreigners, but often intercepting or collecting Americans' data in the process without having a suspicion, without having a basis, without having a predicate, which is the primary reason why investigations are openly open. So the FISA court, part of the ruling that wasn't really noticed said this new travel vetting program, that's what they're calling it, that's the code name for it, was created by Joe Biden in 2021-2022 to help the State Department and Homeland Security Department deal with that surge of migrants that it created with changes in the border policies so that applicants and people crossing the border, quote, do not pose a threat to national security. But suspicionless queries always pose a concern when it comes to the Fourth Amendment and the civil liberties that Americans enjoy. And one of the most amazing things about this was that the court itself acknowledged that these suspicionless queries, this new NSA travel vetting program, was likely to turn up information on U.S. citizens or people living inside the U.S. border who are protected by the U.S. Constitution. Quote, privacy interests protected by the Fourth Amendment are substantially implicated in the vetting process when NSA analysts are alerted communications of persons are alerted to communications of persons protected by the Fourth Amendment. Given the scope of the vetting process, it appears reasonable to expect that communications subject to Fourth Amendment protection will be reviewed on occasion. Now, that's a pretty serious citation by the FISA court, which oftentimes has rubber-stamped a lot of the national security provisions that underlie the warrantless spying programs that really ramped up after the 9-11 terrorist attack. Now, all of those Section 702 spying programs are on review by Congress because they legally expire. They expire out at the end of the year, and Congress has to decide whether to renew them. And given the abuses that have been documented by the FBI, there is a grave question about whether or not that will happen or whether they'll be changed in some way. But it is remarkable that the court flagged these civil liberty concerns, but then it approved the NSA program anyways, basically saying that the NSA had created a process by which if information was gathered on Americans, basically violating their Fourth Amendment privilege, it can only be disseminated if a senior official at the NSA approves it. Hmm, I don't know if that gives me enough assurance that this is going to actually protect civil liberties. Basically, there's a restriction on after people look at it, whether it can be disseminated, but it's already been looked at. One would argue the civil liberty of whatever American whose phone records were reviewed during that process was already violated, was already intruded. Its privacy was intruded. Now, the court approved it, but it also said that it had a lot of concerns about it. We're going to zero in on that. A brand new Edward Snowden-like NSA program because of the border crisis, Joe Biden had to create it, and it does implicate civil liberties. We've got two great guests today, two great civil liberty lawyers, but from very different 
perspectives. Obviously, Alan Dershowitz, the Harvard Law Professor Emeritus, comes from the perspective of the left, a great civil libertarian throughout his 60 years in the legal profession. And Jay Sekulow, a great civil libertarian coming from the conservative perspective. He has done such great work over the years at AJLC, which is one of the more influential legal groups in America today. And Jay is going to give us his take on it. And so will Alan Dershowitz. We're going to have two great lawyers speaking about it back to back at the same time today. And I think we're going to do that. In addition, we'll have James Comer. We'll do something special on that tonight or tomorrow. We'll try to get that. But we're going to have two back to back. We'll start with our good friend, Alan Dershowitz, and then our good friend, Jay Sekulow. Jay, of course, from ACLJ, one of the great civil liberty groups in America today. It's a very important development in this. All right, folks, with that sort of podcast lineup, we don't want to get too far away from the big news of the day. But also, when we have Jay, I'm going to ask him about some of the other developments, the new charges against President Trump, one of his former clients, and of course, Rand Paul referring Fauci for criminal prosecution. There'll be a lot of good things to take up with Jay. Now, before we get started, and go to commercial break. I just want to welcome one more time EnviroCleanse. I'm so excited by their technology. I just got to tell you, it's my third or fourth, it's actually my fourth week now with an EnviroCleanse air purifier running in my house. And like I said, this has always been my worst season. I'm usually in my bad vertigo and off balance, enormous sinus congestion, ear and eye pain, swelling of the sinal cavity. I'm usually miserable in July and August, really into about mid-September. But this year, I would say that my symptoms are down 50 to 60% since I put the EnviroCleanse air purifier in my master bedroom. Now, it's interesting. I had a bad week or two before EnviroCleanse came in, so I felt like I was going back into my really bad sinus condition that I get this time of year. Put the EnviroCleanse in, and about two or three days after it started running, all of a sudden, I felt my sinuses were draining. I didn't have the puffy eyes. I didn't get the vertigo that I normally get. And on top of curing my sinus condition, or certainly making my sinus condition more tolerable, there was an extraordinary protection that I know I'm going to get. This EnviroCleanse air purifier protects against cold and flu viruses, against the COVID virus, of course, allergy-inflaming toxins, mold. A lot of people worried about black mold these days with all the high humidity. It also protects you from all those things. Now, for our listeners, EnviroCleanse is giving you 10% off your first home air purification unit, plus a free air quality monitor, plus free fast shipping. All you have to do to get all three of those savings, which is about $150 of benefit, is use the promo code JUSTNEWS when you go to ekpure.com. That's E-K-P-U-R-E.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. You're going to get that incredible package, $150 in savings with the 10% off the unit, free shipping, and of course, the free air quality monitor, which allows you to check to see if the air cleaner is doing exactly what it's advertised to do. That's pretty cool. So go check that out today, folks. EKPure.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. All right, we're going to take that quick commercial break. When we come back, a great conversation coming up with Alan Dershowitz about this new warrantless spying program that Joe Biden created to deal with the border surge that he also created. We'll have that right after these messages. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out 
by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As I mentioned at the top of the show, a new warrantless surveillance program approved by the FISA court for the NSA to deal with the border crisis that Joe Biden had sort of created with his policy changes. Obviously, we want to vet people coming to the country, but there are significant civil liberties concerns here. That's what the court said. The FISA court acknowledged it before they approved the program. I brought in one of the greatest civil liberty experts in the world. Joining us right now, Harvard Law Professor Emeritus, Alan Dershowitz, a good friend of our show. Hi, Alan. Hey, I am really pleasantly surprised that the FISA court acknowledged the civil liberties problems because, you know, the FISA court is an ex-party court. Only one side presents, and the government generally doesn't um, candidly uh, present the downsides. It just makes the application, and there's nobody to answer it. So the FISA court did the right thing by at least pointing out the civil liberties problems, the threat to innocent people who could be overheard by warrantless surveillance. I wish they had taken it a step further and said, no, no, you have to show us the need uh, for this. Now, look, obviously, we all want to be protected uh, from people coming in for bad purposes. And we know that wiretaps are an important tool in that protection. But there has to be an appropriate balance struck between the civil liberties of innocent people who are overheard and the bad guys who should be overheard and should be apprehended on the basis of the overhearing. And I don't think the FISA court does a good enough job of striking that appropriate balance because they only hear one side of the issue. It's interesting that there was an outside expert that the court consulted, Amy Jeffries, who's done a lot of these sort of things with the court. And she had bigger concerns in the court. The court said, ah, we're not as concerned as you are. So thank you for your input. 
But I think as this goes on, one of the things that struck me is the court said, listen, there is a good chance that Americans are going to be swept up in these sweeps. And what's the protection in there? I think their ultimate solution was, well, we'll segregate it. And then only an NSA top official could make sure whether someone gets to listen to it or not. Shouldn't there be a judicial review if an American has been listened to and they're going to use it for some operational purpose? Absolutely. And it should be adversarial. And it shouldn't just be some top official who is could be a yes man. We, we don't know. Look, if you go back to the Bible, the first book of the Bible, uh, Abraham argues with God and says, how dare you sweep away the innocent along with the guilty in the story of Saddam? So this business of sweeping away the innocent along with the guilty you know, it goes back 4,000 years, and we ought to take it seriously, whether you're secular or religious. If you believe in the Bill of Rights, uh, searches have to be reasonable, and it's an unreasonable search if it gets somebody who's doing nothing wrong and just overhears him because he's talking to the wrong person. About 40 years ago, I got a postcard from the government saying, oh, you've been overheard. You were talking to in this case, it was Leonard Boudin, a great civil liberties lawyer, whose daughter was a fugitive. And I was talking to him, and my, I was not a target, but my voice was overheard. And I got a postcard telling me that I was the subject, the incidental subject, and nothing to hide. But what if, you know, what if I were talking about my love life or something like that, and the government heard it? So, you know, it's a, very important to strike that balance. And I don't believe the balance is appropriate struck when it's done ex party, when it's done only by the FISA court and only by a top official. Look, it's better than nothing. And I'm very happy that the FISA court reached out to uh, an expert. I wish they had, you know, accepted her views, but it's a work in progress. And, you know, it all reflects the fact that we don't know what we're doing when it comes to the borders. It's just a, a situation where these kinds of emergency measures substitute for what ought to be a rational approach to border security, again, balancing the right of legitimate immigrants. We're a nation of immigrants. We love our immigrants. We thrive on immigration. Most of us are the children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren of immigrants. But we have to balance that against the fact that immigration is abused by bad guys uh, to do trafficking and drugs and, and all of that. So who strikes the balance is always the critical question in a democracy, and it ought to generally be the court's. There is an opportunity because these Section 702 powers, these searchable powers for going through the phone data of Americans and foreigners, is up for renewal at the end of the year. Have you heard any ideas being bantied about in Congress or in the different civil liberties organizations that would create a solution to some of the civil liberties concerns that have been kicked down the road for most of the last 20 years? Any ideas you like? Yeah, uh, my idea. <laughs> the idea I've been pushing for 20 years since the FISA court was created and that is create a group of a handful of lawyers, four, five, six, who have security clearance and whose job it is to present the opposite point of view. You know, when the Catholic Church appoints somebody to be a saint, they hire what's called the devil's advocate. Um, they, they bring aboard a lawyer who is supposed to present the opposite point of view so that the uh, tribunal hears both sides of the issue. If it's good enough for appointing saints, it's good enough for the uh, FISA court. They ought to have a group of defense lawyers with security clearance, promise to confidentiality, with statutory punishment if they breach it, uh, presenting the opposite point of view so that the judges hear both sides of the issue, not just the government side. 
Yeah, that is such a good idea. And for the first time, I've heard some members of Congress seriously talking about that. Jim Jordan mentioned it the other day on an interview. I think your idea is starting to catch on as this deadline approaches. Well, I hope so, because we saw what happened last time uh, where the government abused its uh, privilege of presenting the argument and didn't correct the record and allowed uh, FISA searches to be conducted based on a false record. I, I would hope that would still be investigated. I think it is being investigated internally by the Justice Department. But, uh, you know, Americans are skeptical. Uh, our motto is not trust us. It's you know, what's the proof? Where's the evidence? Show me. And the American way is the right way. You know, as Reagan put it, trust but verify. Um, but uh, we need the verification. We don't have that right now. The adversarial nature of our court system really works. And the, the FISA court's one of those places where we've been deprived and it seems like your idea would restore that so so easily, so easily. There's one other thing in the court ruling that I thought is interesting. Now, the court went out of its way to say, hey, the FBI is doing a little bit better job, and that's good because they were nowhere but up to go. But still, on a quarterly basis, there are forty to 50,000 times every three months, so 160,000 to 200,000 times a year when the FBI is still using search terms for Americans to go rifle through the court records. Obviously, that's not allowed. You have to disclose the violations, but that many times in the course of a quarter seems to be really still, despite the court's, hey, good job, you're getting it better, seems to still be a really concerning number. It's a big number still. It is. And, you know, it's a low threshold to say the FBI is doing better. Of course, I hope they're doing better but they're not doing good enough. And there have to be fail-safes. Uh, I think many people today in government look at civil liberties, well, they're just burdens, they're barriers to us getting to the bad guys. Yeah, they were designed by our uh, founding fathers to be barriers and to make it not easy and to impose restrictions on, on the government just being able to uh, conduct general searches. Remember, one of the grounds for our Declaration of Independence was the fact that the king was using uh, these kinds of general searches and, and violating the rights of the colonial Americans. And um, uh, it's now 250 years later, and I hope we've learned something in the process. Yeah, that's a really great point. Alan, it's always an honor to have you on the show. You have been a champion of civil liberties through so many different histories in our country, but you've never changed your position. At this moment, it seems like civil liberties are in their gravest danger. I've seen it a long time. Great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back from the break, Jay Sekulow from ACLJ, one of the great legal groups, a conservative civil libertarian organization, different perspective than Alan Dershowitz, but I think they both share the same concerns. We'll have that interview right after these messages. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. 
I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick House Nutrition and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. I can't be excited enough about this next guest. He is truly one of the great free speech lawyers in our country, been before the Supreme Court a dozen times, won some of the biggest and most important landmark cases when it comes to free speech and free faith in America. Joining me right now, our good friend Jay Sikolo. Joe, great to have you back on. Hey, thanks, John. Great to be with you. When I saw this new program being developed, I read in through all the FISA court documents. I wanted to get some real experts in this. First off, there's an irony that we need this program only because the border opened up under Joe Biden. But then the real civil liberties implications, the court basically says, yeah, there's going to be some Americans swept up in this, but go ahead and do it anyways. I'd like to get your take on it. Well, I think we've reached a point, and I initially supported the FISA court, so I'm I'll be clear about that in the beginning. I think the problem now is that the institution that's responsible for bringing these cases forward, which is the FBI and DOJ, are incapable of self-correcting. Last week, it was reported that using FISA law, they were actually surveilling a sitting U.S. senator. Let me think about that for a moment. A sitting U.S. state court judge, a sitting state court legislature. So foreign intelligence was supposed to be exactly that, foreign intelligence. But these, you know, the problem is these subpoenas or these warrants get executed by the court with no defense lawyers present. It's, a, it's the classic star chamber. And I just think it outdoes usefulness. The abuses have been significant. We've seen it too many times, and I think it's time for it to go. Yeah, and that big moment is coming. It'll be interesting to see if Republicans in the House. There's also some Democrats. Ron Wyden is very concerned about some of the things. So there could be some remarkable opportunities for both sides to come together and find some things here. But the government's going to push, as you know, John, very well. You know better than anybody. They're going to push. They are 
working around the clock. You ain't kidding. Kind of surveillance in place. Yes. 100%. My mailbox gets hit with something from the FBI almost every day now saying, we're doing a good job. Save the country. Renew FISA. You can see that the onslaught is coming. In this particular program, because the risk that went up when Joe Biden changed the border policies and it made it much easier for people to come in or try to sneak in, they had to create a whole new NSA program. And of course, we don't want any terrorists coming in. So if you're going to open up the borders away, Joe Biden, I guess there's some responsibility to go and try to do this. But to think that with you can do suspicionless queries, meaning not have any real reason to search, but just look through and see if you can find things. And oh, by the way, you're, as the court says in this ruling, you're going to sweep up a whole bunch of Americans' records. We understand that's going to happen, but go ahead and do it anyways. When you look at that dynamic, suspicionless queries, I always thought our government had to have a reason to do this. How concerning is it when you see the language in this court ruling of how far the idea of surveillance has come in the last five, 10 years? I think, look, I think the whole, the problem is we've seen, uh, and you, you mentioned five years, just think about what's, what's been done during the Trump campaign the first time since 2016, 2015. So if you look at where it's going, the trajectory of this is not good. Let's just be clear. The trajectory is awful, actually. The violation of civil liberties has been great. It's getting extended and the, and the problems are getting more pronounced. And with the weaponization of these agencies now, I think we've reached a point where the, the usefulness of this uh, is outweighed by the violation of law that's being created when it's not. They, it does not appear, John, that they, and you've reported this better than anybody, that they can self-correct this stuff. Yeah. I don't like anything when you don't have the defense lawyers present. Yeah. I gave an exception to this because it was like emergency. It was such a limited window, supposedly, when it was set up. But that's clearly not been the case now. It's just not. No, you're exactly right. In this ruling where the majority of it is really focused on the NSA, the court goes and says, hey, the FBI, it actually commends the FBI saying, well, they're making some progress. And then you look at the statistics. It's still 200,000 times a year that they're looking at Americans' records without basis. But what the, what the court said that was so outrageous, I mean, think about this for a moment. You know, they're still violating the law, but they're, they're not violating it as much as they were. It's only 200,000 times a year now instead of, you know, 325,000 times a year. I mean, how is that a justification for a program that has outlived its usefulness and is clearly violating the civil rights of American citizens, you know, 200,000 times a year? It's this, none of this is a justification for a program that does not fit within our constitutional framework, which is exactly what this is. Now, in the segment just before, Alan Dershowitz came on, and he's been plugging an idea that I think is starting to get some traction. Even people like Matt Gates and Congressman Jordan actually said this, Chairman Jordan said this, that the FISA court would have to put an advocate who fought on your behalf, even if you didn't know you were being surveilled, you were the target of a FISA. Like a public defender. Exactly. Or as they have at the International Criminal Court of The Hague, I've done litigation there, they have a public defender. It's not a public defender like I can't afford a lawyer. It's the public lawyer that is always defending, always presenting what the defense case is, even if there is a situation where it's basically a one sided proceeding. There's always the defense lawyer present. So I think that's a legit that may be a good compromise to move this forward. But I think that's what it needs at a minimum. So I agree with Professor Dershowitz, but I, I view that as kind of the floor bottom line, not the perfect situation, but better than what we have now would be a reasonable, um, I think, a reasonable 
resolution to where this is now. I don't think they'll do it, though, Congress. I think they're going to push forward trying to get it like it is. The record of the last 20 years shows, I mean, 2017 was a real opportunity year to maybe do that. 2018, they didn't. They just simply swept it. They waited to the last minute and they sweep it under the rug the same way. It'll be really interesting. I want to turn to a couple other things that have happened. Obviously, there was an unexpected superseding indictment of President Trump, a suggestion, uh, or not suggestion, an accusation that he deleted the videotape. Of course, the former president says, I didn't delete it. What do you think that was about, and how much does it add to the larger legal problems that Donald Trump faces with all of these other... Well, I think it's... it's look, I think, the, I, think the, I think Jack Smith, is the, the special counsel here, is doing this to put as much pressure as he can on these other, I would call, ancillary parties. So you, you've, got, you've got these folks that are on the fringes of the case, but you make them a target of the case, hoping that they will flip. I mean, that's what the, the intent of that kind of action is, because if you look at it, you know, going after the, the maintenance guy, the buildings, it, 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 it looks pretty desperate. But I think that's what it is. And look, it doesn't help the president to have these kind of allegations out there. And I, I, think, it's, I think the government's approach now is death by a thousand cuts. We're probably days away from the, the January 6th indictments coming down and days away from the Georgia indictment. So it's conceivable the president has four criminal cases going on when he is seeking the nomination of the Republican Party, which you'll probably get. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing to think we're living in that moment. Unparalleled in our history. It is. It, there's nothing like it in our history, and it's really going to play out. Do you think the American public looking at this, the polling data seems to be turning, which is, ah, maybe Donald Trump did something wrong, but we don't like seeing this before an election. Is there below the radar sort of a Pepsi in the American public that this doesn't feel normal to America? Well, I think they Look, I mean, the, what the polling data is showing is that the more that I think people are coalescing around the fact that th this is a pile on on the former president. And here's the problem they've got. If, if they if they don't indict until um, if they don't indict until, I don't know, um, uh, you know, October. I mean, there's talk of that today. Why? It looks like election interference. But I think that you, what you have here is a situation where. And I, I really believe this, that this inertia to the president, former president's benefit during the campaign to, for the primaries. But I don't know how that plays with independence in the general election. And that's the danger. So he's going to have to really overcome that. But I think a vigorous defense will be necessary here uh, for him to do this. And he's got a lot to chew. But the guy I represented the guy for five years, he can take a lot of incoming. Yeah. Yeah, he can. No, there's no doubt about it. You saw him Saturday night, despite all the pressures, all the expense, all the things going through, he had one of those classic rallies and he was really connecting with the crowd and none of this other stuff even seemed to matter. He's able to compartmentalize, I think, and stay focused on the campaign where a lot of other people probably would. I know I'd be distracted if I was undergoing that sort of stuff. It's pretty remarkable. Last question. As you look out now, Joe Biden gave us an interview before he was named president and he told us a lot of things. I didn't uh, meet with my son's business partners. I had nothing to do with business. My family never got money from China. And oh, that laptop is Russia collusion. All of those things have now been completely debunked. How big a problem does Joe Biden have? He looked in the camera to get his job. And on those four points, he was wrong. Maybe he lied, but at the very least, he was wrong and had an obligation to find out if he's telling us the truth. Does this become an issue? Does Joe Biden's credibility become an issue in 2024? Well, I think it's going to be, but the country is so divided on partisan lines. I mean, we're in a 50-50 country. So does it matter at the end of the day? Because 50% of the country is going to say, I don't care. Like 50% of the country is going to say, I don't care about Trump's indictments either. So 
you know, it's very hard to win. I'm not a, I'm not a political theoretician, so it's hard for I mean, That's not my area. But I think, look, is it effective? Look, the Republicans are better off running against Donald Trump than they are against Gavin Newsom. I mean, excuse me, the, the Republicans are better off. If, they're, if Donald Trump would be the nominee, you'd rather have him going against Joe Biden than Gavin Newsom. Uh, I think that's just for the political reality, because they, they say we're cleaning house. So, you know, I don't know. It's going to really depend on how this thing plays out in the next couple of months. You know, you, you've got your ears to the ground on this thing. I thought the January 6th indictments would have been out already. As we're talking right now, they haven't been out. I mean, is it going to be this week, next week? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's hard to know, right? There's still grand jury witnesses being called and summoned and also interviews outside the grand jury, which means someone might still probably brought the grand jury after an interview. So then the question is, are they going to indict Trump and then do a superseding indictment that they just did? Maybe. But that it just looks like election interference at that point. They got to be very careful. Yeah. And the pile on effect is real now. I mean, he, oh, it's unreal. It could be a hundred charges he's facing between the four investigations. It's just mind boggling to think. My guess is the campaign is going to be Donald Trump versus Joe Biden a repack match. I really think so. I think so too. That certainly looks that way. Do you think in the next few weeks or months that the House Judiciary Republicans can make some progress, at least in making the argument, they're not going to get anything done with the Democrats in the Senate or Joe Biden there, but make the argument for the sort of justice department changes we're going to need if the 2024 election turns in their favor well i mean the fact is i mean you need it's like one way i brought those ir cases against the irs and lois learner you you needed wholesale change which we ultimately got after three years four years of litigation look i think you, you answered it by saying the senate's not going to do anything and it's going to take the senate to do something so i think this next election becomes critical if president trump is reelected, i think you're going to see a wholesale cleaning of the house without no apology he is going to clean out the deep state even as deep as they are. The big if is, will he be able to pull it off? That is the big question, right? Winning the election. That's going to be the big test. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. It's going to be here before we know it. And that's why it's hard for me to believe we're at, you know, where we are in the calendar for this year, that they're talking about they don't have it done yet. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, it's been going on for three years, or two and a half years. I mean, yeah. the factual predicate hasn't changed at all. We kind of knew within a few months what really happened with January 6th. So it is really, really remarkable. Last question, impeachment. A lot of Republicans stirring on impeachment. Kevin McCarthy kind of teasing it. Good or bad for the country? Nah, probably not great because uh, you're not going to win in the Senate because you got to get 60. I, I know a little bit about impeachment. As you know, I did the first impeachment, led the first impeachment trial, uh, the defense of the president. Hard to, hard to get a win in the Senate. You're not going to. So it's and, you, and you've got such a slim majority in the House. That's right. I mean, it's such a slim majority. You lose four or five votes. You're done. Yeah. So, I, 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 you know, John, I don't know. I, I, and they have to really lay out the evidence. I don't think they've done it yet. I think that's right. Getting there, but they haven't done it yet. See what Kevin Archer says. So we'll see what that looks like. Yeah, we just got a readout on that a few minutes ago. Some direct quotes. He definitely confirms that Hunter Biden was being pressured to get rid of the prosecutor just before his father took that action. That's a big and unexpected allegation from him. So that's there's going to be some more of that coming out today. But that's an important one. I agree with you. Jay, it's always an honor for people who love the work you're doing. I mean, whether it's on, on issues of life, free speech, free faith, what's the best way for them to stay and work with all the great work you're doing at ACLJ? Great. ACLJ.org, and of course, the website, and at Jay Secular One, wherever you get your social media feeds, Twitter, Facebook, Truth, whatever it might be. Uh, YouTube, ACLJ as well. So great way to do it. John, thank you for everything you're doing. Well, same here, Jay. I really appreciate it. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back to wrap things up in a second. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. So grateful you can join today. A big thank you to Alan Dershowitz and Jay Siegel, two really uh, great legal minds, some of the legal, best legal minds this country has ever produced, and a lot to see. Now, tonight, when you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning, you're going to see the full story about this new warrantless spying program. Go check that out. We'll also have full coverage of the Devin Archer interview today. Both of those are very important moments in our country's history. We're going to have you covered day and night at justthenews.com. Go check it out there or download the Just the News apps from the iPhone, Apple, and Android stores or sign up for the daily newsletter, which is like getting a major newspaper in your email box every morning at 7 a.m. To do that, go to justthenews.com slash newsletter, justthenews.com slash newsletter. All right, one more thing. Remember that EnviroCleanse air purifier that's made my life so much better this summer. All you got to do to get that 10% discount, the $150 in total savings, go to ekpure, ekpure.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, including our exclusive interview with James Comer. You won't want to miss that. We also have some other great guests and some more breaking news tomorrow, so be sure to tune in. Until then, God bless you, and God bless this extraordinary country of the United States. You know what you've been doing. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34-plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text JUSTNEWS to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text JUSTNEWS to 989898 right now.